Welcome to the House of She podcast. We are Kat and Kate, and we are here to discuss all things womanhood, business, birth, spirituality, mindfulness, health and wellness, and personal journeys, and so much more. Our purpose behind starting this podcast is to connect with women, building a community to support and empower each other. We know you all have so much to offer, so we're hopeful to facilitate a platform where we can all grow and learn together, expanding the circle of women within this beautiful community. Welcome back to the House of Chief podcast. Um, Today we have Kylie from Kylie Marie Coaching joining us. We have such a beautiful, deep conversation with Kylie. She goes into quite a lot of detail about her homeschooling with her two children and about being a mum and running an online business. And then we delve into subconscious healing, which is a part of what Kylie does with her coaching and subconscious reprogramming. It's really, really interesting just listening to her talk about it. And me and Kat both did a session with Kylie. So we touch on our experiences a little bit there as well. And Kylie's just such a warm, calm and caring soul. So we just have such a beautiful, beautiful conversation. I hope you guys enjoy it as much as we did. I'm going to hand over to Kylie to introduce herself and tell us a little bit about who she is. Mm, Thank you for having me. I'm so grateful to be here. So yeah, where to start? There's so much stuff. So I'm a homeschooling mum of two. Uh, My kids are 10 and my daughter is seven in March. Um, I have my business is predominantly online, mainly because I homeschool. So I'm able to, you know, connect with people all over the globe. So that's really, really cool. I have been a stay-at-home mum for over a decade now. Um, I raised my younger brother. He's now 21. So, yeah, I've been in the mum role well before my own children Um, Mm -hmm. and I just, I sense that I've always been a (laughs) mum. Yeah. That motherly role, um, even as a kid, I guess. Nurturing. Yeah, yeah, just nurturing. What else? We are originally from WA. I'm a Perth girl. Um, I left Perth when I was 19 I moved to Kalgoorlie for a little while and I met my husband there at the one of the well-known pubs, The Exchange. Um, mm -hmm. And, yeah, I I was actually only in Kalgoorlie for a holiday, um, but I just never went home. It was just that chapter was done and I found a man. (laughs) And so did you go to Kalgoorlie on, on, on your own or with some friends? Well, well, my cousin lived there with her partner and unfortunately um, her mum, my auntie, passed away and she was due to give birth um, wow. at, that, at that same time. So mm. I went there back with her after the funeral to just really help her. and Support. Uh, that mother role coming back up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I, I actually got fired from my job because my auntie passed away and I needed to have time off. So What? yeah so sure that wouldn't stand these days no but and sorry just my naivety Kalgoorlie is how far from Perth and is it like a country town yeah red dirt mining town seven hour drive into the desert yeah yeah 
So yeah. you're going there for a purpose to, to visit someone. Yeah. Like, I'm going to go on a holiday to Kalgoorlie. <laughs> <laughs> well, if yeah. you're that way inclined, if you're a massive yeah, drinker yeah. and partier, you would. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, cool. And from yes. there, what happened from there? Kalgoorlie to? Kalgoorlie to Hunter Valley in New South Wales. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, for a little while that didn't pan out. Whole story, I'm not going to get into it. Um, and then we went to Coffs Harbour. For a few months um just couldn't find our footing because we're a mining family and mining background so um, my partner he found it really difficult to not work in the mining sector mm-hmm. um with how he is which is perfectly fine and then we're like cool we still want the coastal vibes and we still need like a mining area and mm-hmm. yeah Mackay just popped up on our radar and off we came. It just fit the criteria. Yeah, we wanted the yeah. tropics. And I actually, back in Kalgoorlie, I went to a psychic expo and one of the psychics came and found me in the crowd and he's like, I just got to read you. And oh. um, so that was really cool. And he goes, you, you are going to live in a place where you're going to have running water. It's going to be very green and you're going to have creeks and streams and waterfalls and all of this stuff and I was like I live in red dirt mate. it's not gonna happen yeah but yeah all the yeah. events from then until now led us up here into the tropics how long have you been in Mackay now um I want to say three and a half years yeah mm-hmm. yep so you birthed both of your kids while you were living away from yeah. Mackay um, yeah. but I mean you were still away from family essentially because you would have been have left Kalgoorlie by then yeah, well, my partner's family lived in Kalgoorlie. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I essentially had his, I had Jack. Jack was born in Kalgoorlie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Faith was born in Newcastle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no births here. No births here. And no births, yeah. Tell us, you mentioned homeschooling. Um, yeah. How long have you homeschooled for and what drew you to, to living and teaching your children through this way? I've been homeschooling since the first lockdown, so what, 20 months ago now. Um, my son was previously struggling with bullies and not getting the support he needed in the classroom, a lot of anxiety going on. Um, and we eventually wanted to homeschool and travel around Australia anyway. So we were just like, let's just start now and Jack was all for it and he was excited and his nervous system is just, you know, taking a step back and it's just been really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's what really led us, just that first initial um, lockdown um, and then we just never went back and it's been a ride. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was that mum that couldn't wait to get their kids in school so I could have my downtime and yeah. you know build my build my business and just have that cut out time but mm-hmm. I've just learned to trust my intuition and trust those nudges and and listen um and it's just let us down this path really can you tell me a little bit more about homeschooling what in your experience your what you've you've learned in homeschooling in Mackay as a region yeah, well, 
the community here has been really great. Um, I've met some wonderful mums and we've clicked and the kids have clicked. There are a lot of um, events that they do. It's obviously quietened down now because it's coming into Christmas. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we're always gathering at like a creek or the river or there's park plays. There's a lot of... Um, like going to Ninja Hub, so we go during the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and we go to Ninja Hub. That's there's a blocked out time. Um, mm-hmm. There's actually quite a lot. There's arts and crafts, and I've noticed quite a few um, posts popping up in in my field um, with teachers and things that are more going into the Montessori way and because they're not going back next year, they're looking Mm -hmm. at creating more of a a fun nature uh, place for kids Mm. to do all that. So we're really, so while I'm really excited because I'd much rather be out in in nature and just letting the kids run around. Yeah. Yeah. And I think if, if you're meeting up with other parents that are doing the same thing and the kids yeah. are getting to socialize and yeah. they're still like making friends and building those those friendships it's, yeah but. yeah it's it's yeah, I know a lot of people probably have that mind where it's they how do the kids socialize um when you tap into the communities and you choose to socialize and choose what you want to mm-hmm. do they actually probably more social than you know being at school you yeah. know mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's like one of those um, those things that, unless you are aware of it and exploring it, you don't actually see all the availability mm. that there is there. So from from my perspective, my kids aren't even school age yet, right? I've got a yeah. one and a half year old and a three year old, and I just I I had I guess assumed until I connected with you um, mm. a year ago that um, that there would be a really small percentage of of homeschooling and that the community wouldn't necessarily be very supported and, and have much going on, but mm. you've, you've your hands in it and you've figured that out that, that there definitely is if you wanting to tap into it. My yeah. biggest challenge is like, I've got like the two, my two girls and one of them, I would say that her need to do things her own way versus her need mm-hmm. of belonging are very fucking different and she just yeah. wants to do stuff her own way and she actually doesn't and she's only one and a half so that comes out in different ways she's not saying it to me but it comes out behaviorally and emotionally mm. and I'm already talking to my husband like oh, I just how how into in in my intuition I'm like how's she gonna go mm. and I don't want her to ever have to conform and and be mm. the good girl at school and 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 I just think like my big girl I see her I, I'm not worried necessarily about her at school I still don't want her to be you know mm. trained and conformed to be a good girl but but I don't mm. think that she'll necessarily be an outlier like baby Kate potentially will be if she continues mm. to be my strong-willed little darling that she is yeah. and so for me exposing myself to, to you and, and people um that are homeschooling now while my kids are little and and, and having that in my head of like okay well I should find mm. out more and tap into it more so Mm, I can really understand the options of it I've been reading and seeing a lot about bush schools which bush schools are popping up more and more where they yeah engaging in nature and doing trips down to the creek with their bush teacher and it's and it's more facilitated yeah just around nature play and learning through nature and I'm like oh I think that's that's such a beautiful concept yeah I just got goosebumps all Mm. then I shit you not yeah Mm. it's um 
I found it hard. Like if if we had like a Montessori school here or mm-hmm. something or a Steiner, my kids would probably no doubt be in that environment yeah. just to, I guess, take the pressure off me. Um, and the kids aren't forced to be inside of a box because uh, I didn't enjoy school. I felt very pressured at school. I, I had a lot of put myself worse around my grades and things mm. like that. And I'm probably more of a creative person. And I've really noticed that with my kids as well. And I was like, oh, so I can actually homeschool. I actually have the option to homeschool. And you don't grow mm. up thinking that, do no. you? Because it's, no. it's not in a normal It's not mainstream. Box. It's yeah. not what you're exposed to. But I guess when you're changing what you're exposed to, like you said, Kat, just even hearing you talk about it and then someone else might mention it and you sort of then you've got your ears listening out a little bit more and it becomes more like even just normalised in our own minds. Definitely. um, That that's not that far out, you know, like, you know, it's possible. Any mum could do it. For me, Um, the fear is that... There is pressure though. Yeah, for me, the fear is I don't think I'm I wouldn't be uh, capable as in mentally capable I I I can teach my kids things that that I I feel Mm -hmm, like I could but actually holding space for them all day uh scares me I don't know if I'm capable yeah it's a lot and you definitely um you know probably the last few weeks we've sort of reclused a little bit my daughter's going through some stuff at the moment we've just sort of gone back into our own bubble and I love that we have the option to do that when things get a little too much for their little bodies and their little mind and yeah. we can just take that step back. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've definitely noticed for myself, like the more loneliness has popped up and I'm not, mm-hmm. I don't feel connected to anyone. So mm-hmm. definitely finding, um, and you click with different mums in the area and, you know, there are mums that have kids your age, cat that, that actually come along to some of our meets. Okay. Um, I have a mum that's down the road and her kids would probably be uh, about three-ish to four-ish, I believe. And so they go along and so they create different events for the littler kids to connect because they are going to eventually homeschool when they get to that age. Yeah. And they're already turning uh-huh. getting in this. Getting in the swing of it. Again, another limitation that I put on myself. I was like, I don't know what to do to to know what I'm what I can can do. Yeah. So it's just tapping into the communities. Um, there are pages here. Uh I know Sunshine Coast, they have that wildlings bush thing that you were talking about. Okay, yep. Um, they don't have anything like that up here as yet I do believe there is a mum that's looking at doing that next year um and if I couldn't find anything I was actually going to just try and put something together and just have the kids like have someone different to learn from than than me Mm -hmm. because they can be a push and pull like no you're just mum yeah 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 Yeah, finding that sweet spot the balance between them you know, yeah. listening to you as still some sort of authoritarian and planning out the day, but then yeah. also being able to play and be silly and like have fun and it not yeah. be so, so structured. structured. That's yeah. beautiful to hear you talk about homeschooling in such a positive light. I'm sure it still comes with its challenges too. Yeah. Um, so I would love to hear more about what your business is and what it is that you do. 
So I am certified with NLP, Traumine Therapy and Hypnosis. So I work with um, our unconscious beliefs and patterns of things that we have picked up in our childhood, the limiting, the limiting beliefs, um, our, our wounding, and it often stems from our parents or our caregivers, our guardians, um, their wounding, and it's not making anyone wrong in any of that. Like, and so I work especially with timeline therapy. We, and I know you both have been able to experience that and you go back um, and getting into the root cause of it and going back into the past and just, I guess, taking the energetic charge of that belief and that root mm -hmm. cause belief that essentially is possibly not even yours. And so you've carried it around generations and generations. Mm -hmm. um, and so we're just able to release that energetic field in the unconscious because it stores all of our beliefs, it stores all of our memories. Um, mm -hmm. And so, yeah, just help mums really, I guess, emotionally transform mm -hmm. and yeah so when we're able to do that we're able to connect with our partners that little bit better and we're able to connect with our kids that little bit better and just have more awareness and not come from I guess such a wounded space and have more acceptance for our past and and heal that and our shadows and all of that and just have the harmony in it yeah, we've, we've been lucky enough to both experience um, a one-on-one -on -one with you. And I guess we could, I would like to share my experience with that at some point in this episode, but I, I and Kate, I'm sure you probably would as well. But mm -hmm. I wanted to ask you what, what led you on onto this path, what actually brought you to bringing yourself to having offerings like this? <sighs> I used to suffer a lot with, after I had Jack for... You know, he's just turned 10. So I suffered a lot with postnatal anxiety and depression, social anxiety. Like I found it really, really difficult to interact with the world. Um, and, again, that was the learned behaviour. And so I just didn't want that anymore. And so when I went to do the, the training, I actually only just did it for me because I just I wanted to learn how I could let go of the past and how I mm -hmm. could become my own healer and yeah, just break that chain because I have a very strong family history of that pattern and that behaviour mm -hmm. and it wasn't something that I wanted to continue down the line and I wanted to show the kids and, you know, it's so prominent in the world now, like the anxiety and stuff and, mm. you know, just having being able to have the space for my kids when they're feeling that as well. Um, so, yeah, that was really a lot of the reasoning why I went and did what I did was for me first. And then, you know, I had massive, had massive amount of change and I'm like, I've just got to share this with other mm -hmm. women and other mums because we are, and we do, have the do power. Yeah. Do you feel like that transformation for you, like how long was your course? Do you think it was during the space of that course or how long do you think it felt for you to really notice those shifts or to really be like, wow, I'm, I've really transformed or 
you know, I feel different. I feel different to the person that I was at that point when I felt so in, in dire need of, of help and change. Yeah, look, it's definitely, as we, we get into the layers and peel back the layers, it's definitely a process. And I definitely felt a lot of immediate change Mm -hmm. and just immediate, holy fuck, I actually can create what I want and my thoughts and my patterns and my Mm -hmm. beliefs. And I don't have to hold on to that. And that is a choice and I'm just creating it. Yes. So that's the biggest piece is Uh just yeah is just knowing that and you know for a little while I might have dipped back down and homeschooling the kids over like this year has I've had like so many ego deaths it's been ridiculous like it's just been huge but um knowing that that is safe and I'm not a bad person I'm not a bad mum for going through this like that's probably been huge so it's been a very evolving process for me it's been mm-hmm. over the years and more yeah. has unraveled yeah yeah I, I think for me so much of that yeah and I think for me I really hear that you are willing to give yourself the space to actually explore and give yourself the space to heal because I think a lot of people not just mums it's easy just to stay busy stay busy don't yeah. like don't go there but then that's just like a, almost a form of suppressing things and um it'll come out in other ways it's gonna come up in yeah Yeah. sooner or later but just giving yourself that time to stop and to work on peeling back those layers yeah yeah so so healthy definitely excited for next year because I can feel the rebirth that's coming (laughs) because I've given myself that space yeah there must be um there must be lulls to be to be rises right as well like you might you have to you do have to dig deep and uncover things to to then find relief and to find a a path forward I guess um you mentioned ego deaths yeah I I get the concept but explain it to us (laughs) so for me and this is just my thing is just the ego and just the mask that just wants everyone to see that I have all my shit together, that I'm perfect and that everyone else is wrong and I'm right. So I really had to get intimate with that and it's been really uncomfortable when you have those parts of you that you're like, that just does not sound nice at all. But, you know, doing the work in my training it's, it's made room for that to come up and come to light because, you know, I was holding on to so much and then that this has come up this year and in my relationship it's definitely been the polarity and the push and pull with it as well. And so the ego for me is definitely the parts that want to keep me in the known yeah. even though that particular known thing is uncomfortable and it doesn't feel good and just like surrendering those parts to come into something more whole and more in light and more, more genuine more authentic more yeah. Yeah. yeah and just owning who the fuck I am really because yeah. we all have those the, the parts and so 
yeah yeah that was a really really good I that nailed it for me (laughs) I think I, I like when I started to learn about the different facets I guess to our, our ourselves our personalities our yeah. spirit our soul um the ego for me is huge I have I have this thing about needing to be right and I have this thing yeah. I have I have so many layers to this ego that actually only ever holds me back and underneath that is someone that yeah. actually has um self-worth issues and that has mm. so many layers and by layering on that ego over the top, it actually doesn't serve me at all. It puts so much mm. pressure on, on me. Um, mm. And then the other, the other facet that I've really connected with is, is the shadow, which is another, another yeah. layer of we've got our ego self, our shadow self. Um, yeah. And for me, that's been another huge one because there's lots of things that through my ego, I've pushed things into my shadow because they're not yeah. things I want to face because it doesn't align with this ego version of myself mm-hmm. um and it bubbles up in, in in other ways predominantly for me through resentment I have this this little simmering coals yeah. of resentment that simmer in the base of my gut mm. continuously over over little things that don't don't need to but because because they're in my shadow they're simmering away and my yeah. ego is just every like blowing on it keeping it alight but never <laughs> letting me actually address it yeah and the biggest part is there's no magic to it. There's no secret source to ever for it to ever go away. Mm. The biggest thing is just to like acknowledge it and accept that that embrace that facet. And, yeah, yeah, and not give it the story that it's wrong or it's bad. And yeah, awareness. Yeah. Mm. And just and just allowing yourself to be in it and be messy, yeah. And yeah, just get in it, like. Yeah, it's. I think. An awareness is another thing, for me that's been really big. I yeah. I reckon it was probably a, a pivot or a shift from my one-on-one session with you, yeah. back maybe about three months ago we did that. Um, yeah. I realized how disconnected I was from my subconscious as in I couldn't I couldn't even allow myself to tap to tap into into yeah. it there were so yeah. many layers on top of it that you were you were asking me questions and I was giving you this logical brain like I, I like the way I, I'm using lots of gestures right now for everyone yeah. like, the way I, I you know I, I was talking through my head I was talking yeah. through my mind not not from like my, my gut, this underlying yeah. intuition. And it took us so many layers to, we, we were on the phone for an hour on our online session. Yeah. And it probably wasn't until 50 minutes in that I even had my first glimpse of saying something that I, that came from somewhere that I didn't know what it meant. And that was actually yeah. my subconscious then talking. Whereas when yeah. I dialed in, I was like, yeah, that's fine. I can just tell you whatever I'm thinking. Like that's, that's cool. And it is and, so and, uh, different yeah. to that yeah and it's it's your ego it just it doesn't want to let you go there Mm. (laughs) and you're trying to make logic of what's going on like no I don't have a subconscious like what the fuck is that yeah 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 big and again it's not taught it's we're not it's not and I feel that it's definitely all coming out now everyone's very becoming more aware aware. of of their 
I was talking about this the other day with um, a group of women in a circle and we were talking about how there's lots of different uh, methodologies, lots of different concepts. Yeah. But they're all different overlays to the same thing um yeah of and, and everyone connects with different concepts right so but it, all they come back to is becoming aware of your programming and your subconscious beliefs yeah. and learning how you can let go of them to actually become who who you want to be and need to be exactly. yeah um and you yeah need to make room as well you know one thing that I really learned is trying to you know, meditate and visualize and do breath work in the beginning. And it never felt good because I was still had all of this mark that I needed to clear to make room so I could do the... Yeah, you actually drop into it in in an authentic way, not in just the way of I'm making space to meditate right now. No, you're actually dropping into meditation. Yeah. Yeah, it's so many fucking layers it's like so hard to to dive into you mentioned earlier um you predominantly are online and you connect with people all over the globe can you tell us a little bit about how you connect with people and who some some people you have like locations you have connected with i connected uh i've done sessions with a beautiful woman in canada yeah. We did four weeks together. Um, I'm currently working with a woman in Sydney. Yeah. I am about to start working with a beautiful local woman, so I get to do in person, which I'm really, really oh. excited for. I think that's where a lot of, and again, just trusting myself, not just that I need to be in person as well. Yeah. Um, and creating that space. And, you know, I'm very grateful for you guys because you share my work and it's about, it's about that, isn't it? Like Yeah, and you, you have know. said, I've heard you say before that you really feel like as much as online is beautiful because you can still connect, that that in-person um, yeah. is, a, is a different experience as well and is, is yeah. special in its own right. Yeah. Yeah, they mm. can be very different, can't they? I love the flexibility yeah. of long, online mm-hmm. and having the limitations of, you know, I've got two young kids, my husband works away, seven and seven, and it's, it's, yeah. it's a, if you were to only offer in person there's just no way I would be able to commit yeah commit that's a lot to that yeah but yeah. Uh, you know a, a, if a, a local woman in Makai might like a, a, a accommodation of in face uh, face-to-face and online or they might yeah. just choose to be online or whatever it's just all about um flexibility and what works yeah. um yeah. for you but and having no doubt though that um online and over the phone can be successful I've been talking to my friend who started doing online healings uh, over the yeah. phone healings and she really had this um this block about the people not wanting to do that online and not thinking that that would work yeah. and what she actually uncovered is is that that was her own limitation and as soon as she let go of that limitation she started getting a lot of bookings for online yeah. sessions mm-hmm. yeah and I was like yeah absolutely if you believe <laughs> in something you can put it out there and our session was over the phone Kylie whereas Caitlin your yeah. session with Kylie was face to face and we both yeah. had profound yeah. moments in those yeah so next yeah. year I'm hoping um I'm going to do our breathwork training and then I want to create in-person events and I just be able to support women um 
actually in person to release the trauma from their body and also from our subconscious as well at the same mm-hmm. time. So, yeah, I'm really excited for that and I'm hoping that's going to come to fruition halfway through next year. Amazing. Amazing. We can't wait to be part of it and we can't wait to collab with you in the new year. That was another thing we'd been talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, cacao. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, maybe I would really like for you to tell us a bit more about some of the unconscious beliefs and limitations. I guess you yeah. see women, mums, your your community hold yeah. Yeah. hold on to, and just maybe like I just want to see what I can plug into from what you from what you see because I'm not aware of what I'm not aware of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any anything specific? Mm, no no (laughs) so a lot of our limiting beliefs are formed from our childhood from the ages of zero to seven we're in that like set of brainwave where we're just it's like that meditative state and so kids are sponges and so your language and your beliefs you know whether you unintentionally say I can't afford that or you might say, yeah, but rich people are, they're only just greedy or they're not nice people or they only got rich because of bad doing bad things. And just saying those, even if it's not direct to your children, they will hear it mm. and they take on that belief. And so we actually essentially go back into the inner child work and we go back into those beliefs of, you know, even if at school or your mum or your dad or your caregiver didn't give you the love that you needed at that event that might have been traumatic for you, not necessarily traumatic in the sense that a lot of people... trauma. Text, yeah. So a traumatic event is just anything that has just hurt you and, Mm. you know, your body has stored it and your subconscious has stored it. And so... I think we need to let go of the notion that trauma isn't just textbook. Mm. And so if something has happened to you in childhood and you haven't felt seen or heard or nurtured in a way that you were able to communicate with you with, with those people around you and it you create this belief that you're unloved or you're unworthy of their love or unworthy of anyone's love or you're not important or you're not good enough to receive that and we create these blocks Mm. and then we don't really let anyone in and I just watched a a live with that Sophie did around you got that your heart gets guarded and you guard your heart from pain and so when we can clear all of that and you can really start reaffirming that you are worthy and that you are good enough, create a different timeline. We delete that old timeline of you, you know, not feeling seen and creating that and then we can quantum leap over to a different timeline that you are worthy and that you are good enough and that you are loved. And that's really what it's, for me, that's what it's really about. And so when I work and I do the subconscious or unconscious work um, and I can release that, it's also the work that you put in on yourself 
mm-hmm. and the commitment and the devotion that you have to your own healing and that you start tapping into your intuition and being so fucking solid in who you are and that you know exactly what you want without outside influence. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hope that's answered your question. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it did. And, and I, as you were talking, I wrote down so many things because lots of things actually popped up yeah. for me, like um, your first reference about um, beliefs. They come from zero to seven years old. Um, yeah. I have huge, huge things around money. I'm, I have huge mm. blocks around money, my capacity to earn money. Uh, I'm frugal with money, yet I blow money, which is all yeah. repetitive of what I've, I've witnessed and been programmed in in my life. Yeah. And then when you were mentioning about um, our traumas shape us when we haven't felt seen, heard or nurtured in our episode with Mel, she shared with us um, about her tr- learning what her trauma triggers were because from her childhood, she there was many occasions where she didn't feel heard and that was a trauma trigger for her as an adult with her family and with her yeah. journey through postnatal depression. Yeah. And so I've written that down again, trauma triggers linking back to, yeah. not, and, and again, moving away from that textbook. Yeah. You don't have to be stabbed with a knife to have, trauma yeah Yeah. because you were unheard and that traumatized uh you and now you think that you don't have a voice and you're programmed into thinking you can't say something when you want to say it etc yeah and you know if you've grown up like in a household or have you know uh, maybe like a dysfunctional household and again not textbook way yeah um you know you could be very well have been brought in to that mother role early where maybe you have walked around on eggshells and been held accountable for not saying the wrong thing and walking on eggshells in and around your home. Your home is your safe place. Mm -hmm. And so if you have had to sort of be the emotional caregivers in a sense of, you know, your parents or your guardians or whoever you grew up with, Maybe it's an older brother or sister as well because you didn't want to anger them, you didn't want to piss them off, you didn't want to hurt them. And so you shut yourself down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you're not giving yourself that freedom of expression and then over, yeah. you know, and even just whether that's once or whether that's repetition, like repetitive, yeah. I guess it's getting more and more ingrained and like really solidifying that program, re- mm. that programming if it's happening yeah. over and over. So then I guess it's yeah. even... And the it's thing even is, deeper to be able to go yeah. in and reprogram that. <laughs> and <laughs> in a, yeah, in a technical term, but like, you know, I've taken clients back, you know, three, four, five, 50 generations or 10 past lives. And it's the same pattern. If you look closely at, at either side of your family timeline, you can probably pick up and notice the same beliefs, the same way of doing things. And so it just becomes a normal um, until you be like, hey, that doesn't, that does not feel good for me. I don't want to have that belief. Like I actually want and I actually deserve to have a fuckload of money Mm. and having Mm. money is desiring it's not desiring to have money is not mm-hmm. a bad thing mm. be and it's just something we're taught like people that want money are greedy they're horrible people but if you're a good person and if you have good things and you know you're going to do good things with that money 
that's the timeline that you need to get on. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, m- my husband, one of his things when he's uh, threatened or whatever, his thing is he he's a very poor communicator and yeah. that links back to his childhood of shutting down and not, and not feeling heard and not having a voice. Yeah. And so whenever... Uh, he's stressed out by something. So he was trying to put curtains up in our house on the weekend and he was frustrated because he couldn't get it done right. He shuts down and he can't talk. And and, yeah. and so that's a real life example of me seeing that just reverberate from his childhood to his adulthood. And I have mm. to pause and say to him, babe, talk to me, what's happening? You mm. like, you know, and because he's, he, he's not aware in the moment. It's still a, yeah. a, con- a unconscious thing for him. But when I pointed out, he goes, oh, yeah, and and it, yeah. He, he can see it. He can see it building up in his his body. Yeah, and then he unravels and goes, oh, oh, oh! Well, I'm just really frustrated that I can't get that in there properly, and it's bullshit. And I'm like, yeah, okay, cool, let it go. Yeah. Like, so you do yeah. see, you see, once you become aware of those things, you can actually see it so often in everyone that yeah. they revert to their um their programming childhood, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I just um, went back to the timeline therapy that I did with Kylie. And the, the interesting thing is that we went back beyond my birth and one of the, it was really interesting, Kylie, to notice at the start the resistance that I felt in answering because it was coming from my mind. Mm-hmm. And then the more that you sort of delved and sort of pushed me to drop more in, well, to drop completely into that subconscious, that the words would come up without like they would almost surprise me. Mm-hmm. And then I guess the deeper we got, um, like I didn't even really remember exactly what I'd said. So it was nice to hear you um, relay back at the end. Yeah. Um, and we went back and you asked if it was from a past life or from ancestral, ancestrally passed down. Yeah. And then it had come from my mother line. So my mum's my mum's mum. Mm. and there was I was holding in in my body um some unprocessed hurt um from then and like coming back and the way that you took me back it was feelings of oppression and suppression and not having a voice and and not being able to speak up for myself and all of that stuff is what came up and I'm sort of answering like what is going on like what am I (laughs) and then you know the process we went through to release that is very gentle and you're saying you know are you am I ready to let that go so it's always asking permission of whether I'm there like are you ready for this to be not your story anymore um and then to go through and to to I guess let that go and then see if I feel differently but then what really blew my mind is that I've spoken to my mum since and mm. I, or even just being around her, I've actually noticed a shift in her, which is just like, <laughs> I guess, next level in that, like, yeah. is me processing something from back then, then having an impact on her. Yeah. Um, I don't that's... know if that's, a, I don't know if that's necessarily a question for you, but that's what I believe has happened. Um, yeah like in occasions when she wouldn't have normally spoken up for herself and she's like, oh, I, I, you know, I spoke up and I asked questions and I wanted to know. And I just looked at her and I was like, whoa, like that's really incredible that she's done that. And she seemed so strong in her, resol- 
in a resolute, like she felt really yeah. empowered. And I could see her telling me that and feeling really proud of herself. And then I, you just came straight to my mind and I was like, wow, like, you know, <laughs> is magic. it or isn't it magic? And that's, yeah, yeah, it was, it was pretty incredible. We hold a lot um, from our, I feel the the women like you and I, like girls, we follow a lot of our timeline from our mothers and we have that mother wound and then, you know, I don't think my partner will mind me sharing this, <laughs> but I took him through timeline therapy last week and he, you know, I've been trained in this for like over two years now and he's like, okay, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> he gave you that invitation, Kylie. You're like, okay. I'm like oh, okay. I've cool. been invited. I've been invited. <laughs> How good. Sweet. And you know, he went back to the 1900s, like in the war, mm. with his staff, and he was very, very visual with it. Mm-hmm. And so you might feel like you're making it up. Who cares if you like just follow yeah. just follow whatever's coming up? I felt more that from. I I felt more that I couldn't make it up. Like like yeah. I was more surprised by what was coming out because I was so it felt real and authentic. Yeah. Not yeah, it just abstract. Was, oh, yeah, like I'm like I'm not thinking this up like actively yeah. with my mind. Like I wouldn't have even known where to go on with. What and it's about trusting that, mm. yeah, and like his family line have a very strong war history. So that was very interesting for me when he spoke of that because his grandfather and then a, a very big, I guess, on the very strong masculine and staying strong in the very patriarchal, tra- patriarchal war type, like self-sacrifice in that mm-hmm. way is very strong down his family line mm-hmm. and like war medals and things like that. So I'm like, holy fuck, like that is just blows my mind. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty incredible stuff. Yeah. And that he was, it's like I also think there's so much beauty in the fact that when he was ready, he came to you. It wasn't, yeah. mm, I, I also really, I believe um, that we, we need to be patient just because we've had experiences and awakenings that yeah. not necessarily everybody has or that they're ready to and just making people yeah. aware of what you offer is all that we can can do yeah and how beautiful that your husband felt like felt comfortable to be vulnerable and to like go there I think that's really cool just from a, yeah. a husband partner dad mm. He's been oh, dipping his toes in and in out. Yeah. Yeah. He's been dipping his toes in and out with um, personal development this past year, which I'm super proud of. But, again, it just comes, you know, the masculine, they don't trust mm. very well and they don't trust themselves to be vulnerable. Mm. And so if I can just give that little piece, you know, maybe next year he might be a little bit more ready to go and work with, you know, and act like an, a man that can really mm. bring it out and he yeah you know he's able to go and do that and that's massive again like that's going to impact our son mm. Mm, as yeah. well you know yeah. yeah we've me and Kat I guess we've talked a lot about our children being a big catalyst for us feeling like yeah. we want to do this work um I think yeah. that's been a big part of us reaching out to you Kylie too is like oh we're curious we want to yeah you want, want to see what's there to uncover and 
and it's just about being open-minded and yeah. and being yeah being curious and just giving not, yeah. giving it a try you know there's no harm in Mm. What are you going to lose things? from it, really? Look, yeah. You've exactly. got nothing to lose and everything to, to gain. gain. Like even yes. if you could be that, um, not respond and react in such a wounded way as a mum when the kid's like they piss you off or you, mm. you're on your last straw and pulling your hair out. We all get might, there. Oh, yeah. And it's yeah. just having forgiveness for yourself and having compassion but then at other points you might just have so much compassion for the for them that you're like hey I'm here like and all of your shit that you're trying to work through it doesn't matter mm-hmm. I find mm-hmm. that you know the way I grew up I don't know how to word this in a way but I'm just, I'm just gonna go there <laughs> very self-absorbed where their emotions and their stuff trumped anything yeah yeah and it was mm-hmm. hard to break through that and you know I've noticed that play out in my life and even this year even after all the stuff I've done like it's never ending mm-hmm. especially if it there's always going to be another layer to the onion isn't there you know yeah yeah um and I think that's something that, you know, it's good to make peace with that as well and be mm. accepting that, you know, there's always more healing, more work to be done mm. and, you know, old things might come back up. It's just a mm. constant evolution. You used that word mm. this morning, Kat, and I really love that. Yeah. You know, it's, it's mm. a constant evolution of, you know, bidding one version goodbye and, you mm. know, toing and froing, two mm-hmm. steps forward, one step back, and it's all good. It's all accepted. It's all us. We're all human, human beings. Yeah, just here with your kids being too. Yeah. That's what I was going to say, Kylie, communicating with your kids and just letting them know, like, yeah. I'm really sorry I yelled at you. I was feeling really frustrated and what I'll do next time is this. Or just leaving yeah. it, like, sometimes if I've yelled at Lara, I'll be like, I'm so sorry, Lara, I was really frustrated. And yeah. she'll be like, it's okay, mum. Or she'll be like, yeah, yeah. Really <laughs> When angry. they say it's okay, mummy, you're like, oh. Oh, no, give me a big hug. <laughs> Yeah, and even and but even that 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 heals me so deeply, mm. and, and I can see her identifying yeah. and knowing that oh, it's not a, that's not something that I've done. I'm not a bad mm-hmm. child. Yeah. Mum's just frustrated, mm-hmm. and not having fear. Yeah, and it's never. I notice when I get angry, or I get frustrated, and I project it onto the kids, and I go and I take a step back, and it's never been about them and what they've mm. done. It's always been. Yeah, about my like where you're at. Yeah. Check in with myself. Yeah. 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 I really, really I resonate with that. And I often like with the kids, I always think about so like say they drop their water bottles and it's spilled everywhere. If I'm having a hard time that morning or if I'm feeling like I'm under financial pressure or whatever, my reaction to that is so different to on a day that it's not. So yeah. then I I'm building that that awareness and that muscle between response and action sort of thing Mm. because of all of the development and the consciousness I'm becoming aware of that I'm able to react a lot better and be like, oh, in the scale of things, that doesn't matter. And it's okay, darling, let's clean it up rather than Mm -hmm. hold on to your fucking water bottle. (laughs) Yeah, and it creates that eggshell for our kids too. Like, fuck, I don't want to piss mum off yeah 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 I can't dirty the floors or you know and I don't want to ever think that so yeah yeah 
And then just circling back to, I guess, partners or um, loved ones that maybe aren't quite ready or not into what we're doing. But I think just us doing that work just has such a ripple effect. And even just coming from your own lighthouse, like I'm, I'm just sorting me out. I'm just like trying to get my shit, you know, in order. I think even just that has just such a big overflow effect into your family life, your Mm. household, um, you know, when you're working, who you work with, it's just like you said, with those reactions, Kat, like people see you reacting differently or not taking everything, like you're not so Mm. pent up. And yeah, I just think by, yeah, checking in with ourselves, is just, it's a powerful thing to, to start that ball rolling. And then people might become interested. They might be like, oh, you seem like calmer or you seem like you've got a better hold on things or well you can I find they, that you can be you can you can be uh, a better friend or a different friend or a better partner a better mother or whatever mm-hmm. because I'm aware of I'm aware of my beliefs and my unconscious beliefs are coming to the surface and I'm becoming more aware that then I can be more accepting as well of other people and not feel so hard done by all the time because they're coming from their responsiveness and what they know and what they believe and their perception of reality. Mm. And that's okay. And, and, and the more skills I have at knowing why my reaction to things, I can respond way yeah. better for the people around me who then in turn, they reverberate from, from that as well. Like you yes. on flow, by you yeah, doing yeah. the work that is an onflow for those around you and your friendships, like um, my mum and I have become such good friends this year and that's because I've become aware of all of my own beliefs and my programming. She actually mm. hasn't, she is, well, you know, she has changed, she hasn't changed, whatever. It's actually me doing the work that has transformed our, our relationship into such a beautiful friendship and that's because mm. I've become aware of all the, the layers I put on myself and the expectations I put on her through my inner work. Um mm-hmm. So I think that it's, 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 it is huge for those around us by doing our own work, absolutely. Yeah, we all view things in a different lens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's a, yeah, it's, we're just a, we just see our own reality from all of the things that we have to draw on. Yeah. So everyone's having a different life experience and different lessons at different times yeah and the same um, Kyle mm. sorry go on Kylie I was just going to quickly say like the same event happens and then you've got two separate people one person will see it this way and one person mm-hmm. will see it that way and Absolutely. I think it's just accepting that yeah. yeah yeah and knowing that they're coming from a different place they see yeah. it differently I can find so much values. peace in that yeah. rather than than butting my head up against the situation yeah. mm-hmm. like I can really just come to accept that that's what yeah. they feel or what they're willing to give or do. And I can really be like, cool. All right. Mm-hmm. And Sweet. then it's all gone. I've hugged that <laughs> yeah. emotion and I've let it go. Yeah. Yeah. We are just so grateful for the work that you are doing, Kylie, and that we've been linked in with you yeah. and that we've got to soak up some of your goodness. And it's just, I think, the start of a beautiful um, relationship. So we'll see what the new year brings with some collaborations was there anything else that you wanted to um mention about your offerings or things to look out for how do people find on you? your yes on your social oh, so media 
Yeah, on on Instagram, you'll find me at Kylie Marie underscore coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am. I always have one on one work available, um, and I'm also creating a membership site uh, for mums to come in. Uh, they're coming out in monthly bundles. So our first month is going to be around self love, self acceptance. Um, and just creating that daily commitment to you for 30 days. Uh, So I've got some amazing content coming in and I know you are, I know Kate, Caitlin is coming in to share. Sophie is coming in to share her story and how self-care has really helped in motherhood. We do have another woman coming in. And so that's every month there's going to be a new bundle coming in um, and just a safe space for mums that, you know, they might be feeling anxious or socially anxious to go and meet women in this sort of area. And so I know social media was the holy grail of my awakening and being able to connect and heal. So it's something that I really wanted to bring forward and I've sat on it for 12 months and I'm like, how is this happening? And I just surrendered it and it just all come out. So I'm just going with it and it's going to be like a monthly subscription mm-hmm. uh, it's $44 a month um, and it's going to be amazing like other coaches and healers uh, new moon rituals and ceremonies um, and just a lot of quick tangible tools that mum can really integrate into her life around children oh, beautiful. We don't buy yeah so I've got that coming out on the 11th of January. That oh, launches. wow, that's so super soon. I know, oh. don't remind me. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so cool. definitely get on there and follow Kylie on her socials and definitely reach out. Kylie, I know you do like little discovery calls if people feel yeah. like they might yeah. want to do some one-on-one coaching or just any understand new offerings, offerings that you have. More. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, yeah, the biggest thing is if you're curious, just connect, stop holding back send the text message, book a 15-minute call. Yeah. Who knows what you'll find out unless you actually yes. just fill it out. Ask. Yeah. Thank and you. that's the biggest step. Yeah. I just yeah. feel so good after this conversation. So thank you, ladies. Oh, thank you for having <laughs> me. I love catching up with you both. Yeah, we <laughs> love seeing you. I, I, um, I was jealous when Caitlin said that she caught up with you on the weekend at Sophie's. <laughs> oh, how's Kylie? <laughs> yeah. Next Thank time. you for joining us. And we'll make sure that we share the links for your socials um, on our show notes. And we will also, um, when your website launches with the memberships, I would love to be able to um, share that through an Instagram post for our Amazing. I'd love that. You let us know. I mean, I follow all of you, so I'll be well aware that it's happening. (laughs) All right, cool. Thanks. Thank you, guys. We really appreciate Kylie taking the time to chat with us on our podcast. She is someone who uh, has a really beautiful energy and we really encourage you to connect with her. The best way, like we mentioned, is through her Instagram, which is kylemarie.coaching. And don't forget that she has got her online platform coming um, in early 2022. So make sure that you check that out for sure. And just keep an eye on, in general, her offerings. Um, Yeah, thank you so much for listening.